Welcome to the Naked Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, nutritionist, Michaela Shifley, the founder of KJ Wellness. On this podcast, we'll talk about all things nutrition and wellness. We'll cut through the bullshit information out there, debunk health myths, interview health experts, and give you actionable steps to help you become the best version of yourself. So go grab yourself a nice hot cup of coffee and strap in to hear the cold hard truths about health. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Naked Wellness Podcast. I am so excited for today's episode because I have a very special guest with me. I have Laura and Laura, we are talking about how to build self-confidence to, or self-awareness actually, to be able to actually elevate your life. I guess self-awareness, self-confidence go hand in hand. I feel like this is a topic that a lot of people don't even know where to start with when it comes to. So I'm so excited for us to dive in. So welcome to the Naked Wellness Podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so sad. So give us a little bit of intro about yourself. Like what have you been through or what got you to where you are today with helping so many other amazing women? Okay, well, well, that's a big loaded question, but um, <laughs> I essentially I'm a coach. I, I'm, uh, I, I work in mindset and business. I, I mentor a lot of coaches um, to be able to help them grow their coaching businesses, but I also have worked with pretty much over a thousand women in the mindset coaching space as well. So I've worked with a ton of people in one-to-one and I've worked with them in group programs to be able to help them live their best lives, really change the way that they see themselves and the way that they see the world and increase their self-awareness. And as a result, increase their self-confidence too. So going to this space five years ago, um, sort of fell into it, didn't expect to become a coach. I'm sure most people don't. They do it to help themselves and they end up becoming one. Um, and so, yeah, I, I fell into a course cause I thought it would help me with communication and I thought it would help with other degrees that I was doing and with a lot of the business work that I was doing, um, and fell in love with it and thought, how do people not know about this? And then when I have to open a business. And so I just launched into doing it really quickly after I finished the course, um, prematurely, maybe who knows, but you know, it worked out <laughs> in the end, didn't it? <laughs> Yeah. So that's, that's kind of a little bit about my journey. Yeah. I think that's so powerful. And I think like even what you do is so powerful. I think there's so many women who know that they have so much potential or so much more to give and they just need that help to step into that confidence, to allow that to actually shine. So I think what you do is absolutely amazing. Let's start off with diving into like, what does being self-aware even mean? So being self-aware it's essentially like, so everyone comes to you and they'll say, right, I want to be confident. I want to feel empowered. I want to feel, I don't want to be, you know, my, my own worst enemy. I don't want to be nasty to myself. I want to actually go after my goals. Right. And oftentimes they want all of those things, but they potentially lack a bit of awareness about um, how that, you know, a lot of their actions, their thoughts, their emotions, they don't really know what's important to them. They kind of lack a lot of yeah, essentially awareness, right? So self-awareness is is giving yourself the spaciousness to get to know who you are, to get to know what triggers you, to get to know how your actions influence how you feel, to get to know your thoughts a little bit more and to really understand what your vision is, what your dreams are, so you can start to align yourself to them and the standards that you want to set in your life and you can't you can't know, oh, how can I become confident if you don't have this as a base? So self-awareness is really important. And I, I just kind of liken it. It's, it's You're always building it. I'm a coach and I've been in this for five years. 
I'm still building my self-awareness, right? We're always building it. It's something that we're constantly doing and it's creating that landing platform and that base, the stable base to build everything else on top of, to build a beautiful life, to build, you know, this beautiful, confident mindset and to feel really beautiful about ourselves as well. I hope that makes sense. No, yeah, that definitely does. And I guess like for me being in the nutrition side of it all and coaching clients through that nutrition side, when it comes to self-awareness for that, one thing that I see, and I always explain that journey of being like an onion, you know, you peel back the first layer and you're like, holy shit, there is so much under here that I didn't even know. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think a lot of, for a lot of women um, going into whatever area of life it is that they do want to become more self-aware around, they start to actually realize a bit of self-sabotage that has been going on oh, yeah. behind the scenes as well. Do you find that with the women that you work with as well? Everyone sabotages. Mm. Literally everybody. Like this is not a this is not a oh wow, I can't believe I've self-sabotaged myself. Like if you're not self-sabotaging yourself, you're not dreaming big enough. That's my honest opinion and my honest take because if your goals are stretching you to the point where part of your mind, your ego is like, absolutely not, this is not good, Ugh, right? If that's happening, that's actually really fucking good, right? You are being stretched. You're being pushed into a new direction. And we sabotage when we're moving into something where our mind doesn't really see safety in it, can't see what's going to happen moving forward. So I think it's a really good thing, but it's a bad thing when we let it stop us moving forward. Yeah. 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 And so I guess Natural. it's becoming like, yeah, aware right. enough to know like if, we, it, if we're using it to allow us to push forwards or to hold us back. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, look, you know, I'm a big believer in, um, you know, manifesting and, you, and, and aligning ourselves with the universe and really... Yeah leaning into those patterns and um, leaning into trust and faith that big things get to happen for us, right? And when we are sabotaging ourselves, right, we're all wanting these big visions, these big dreams. Like for you, it could be growing this massive, amazing business. For your clients, it might be really changing the way that they see themselves and their body, feeling confident enough to go for jobs, go out on dates, you know, um, do those things, get, get themselves in a bikini or whatever it looks like, or just, you know, feel good about who they are. And when we've got these massive, massive big dreams for ourselves and we want to completely shift and quantum leap into experiencing that world a lot faster, um, what tends to happen is that a lot of this sabotaging thoughts will come up, right? And the difference between the people who have these massive quantum leaps and they experience that so quickly and the people who it takes a little bit longer is neither one is better or worse or, you know, wrong or not wrong. It's just the, the difference is really that they experience the sabotage. They don't make it mean anything about themselves. They don't shame themselves and therefore they move faster and they're able to actually create results and create the life that they want to create, be it, you know, having that beautiful relationship relationship with their body and you know and you know half the time it's the way that we view ourselves not actually how it physically fucking looks right yeah. it's, it's never yeah. really about that it's about how we feel and same as the business or whatever it might be it's really about not making any of those that sabotage mean anything and and going for it so noticing the sabotage not making it mean anything not going into a shame spiral and to continue to move forward what trips most people up is they feel the sabotage they believe their mean mind. They believe the thoughts that are coming up. What happens? You don't go to the gym. 
what happens? You stop eating well, you let yourself go and, you know, you stop, you stop set, setting in with that alignment, right? And we, we stop focusing on those goals and we lose the self-awareness that, hey, this is a part of me. This is not the whole of me. And if I want to keep moving forward, I just don't have to listen. Mm. Yeah. I love that because at the, I guess at the end of the day, you don't have to believe every single call that you have. 95% of bullshit. Like 95% are just ridiculous. And every single thought that you've had, I've had. Every single thought that I've had, every single person who's listening to this podcast has probably had as well. Mm. You know, we all think that it's like ridiculous. Oh my God, I can't believe I, I say to myself, I'm not good enough. Babe, welcome to the fucking club. We all say mm. it, right? But it's whether or not we're going to go, yeah, that's really fucking true. And that must be true because I have all this evidence. It's going, well, do I want to choose differently? so that I can experience a different life because the thoughts that we tell ourselves, they influence how we see the world, right? Yeah. And But most people aren't self-aware enough to even realise this is a story, this is not the truth. Mm-hmm. This is a part of me, this is not the whole of me and it's influencing how I'm looking at my body, how, my, how I'm looking at my ability to succeed, how I'm looking at my ability to manifest, how I'm looking at my ability to, you know, grow a business it's influencing everything and then stopping you from actually showing up for the thing that you really want. It stops yeah. you. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, it does. No, I love that. And at the end of the day, like you're the one in the driver's seat of your own life. So, you know, take back that control and go in the direction that you're actually wanting to go. So okay. then on the next step from that, like how do you even start to become more self-aware? Like where does the journey begin? I'm a firm believer in getting to know yourself. Mm-hmm. like peeling back all the layers right and peeling back all the layers doesn't mean you have to go into like deep dark healing <laughs> mode and like you know I've I'm, again I've been in this for five years I've gone I've gone multiple different directions with all of this work so it's not necessarily about doing all of that but it's really getting to know okay what do I actually value right what are my values in life what is important to me what is my goals like? And, and it might not be that you know your 10-year goal, right? Okay, so peel it back. What's your one-year goal? What's your three-month goal? What am I going to really focus on? What can I really align my mind to? So what do I value? How am I aligning to these values? And what is actually really important to me? And that way you can start to build that self-awareness of what's important to you. And then from that place, like my suggestion with the self-awareness is to get some support around it, especially if you're a newbie, do this stuff can be overwhelming. Like you can read books on it. You can, you know, you can do those sorts of things, but I actually suggest being in a container, being around a coach, being, you know, in these sorts of spaces where your your ability to expand your awareness will grow fucking tenfold, right? Because it mm. can be kind of clunky and chunky to work through solo. Um, and, you know, you can build self-awareness, not even necessarily through working with coaches, right? You can work with psychologists, you can work, work with counsellors. But my suggestion, obviously, because I am a coach, is to like be in programs or work with someone one-on-one to really help you build this self-awareness as well. And I guess also the journey can feel really uncomfortable, so having somebody to hold that space for you. Yeah. Well, usually the, the biggest thing, right, we, we get nervous because then we start to think, oh, my gosh, I could be doing so much more. I have so much more potential. I could be doing blah, blah, blah. And then we start to hold these, like, unrealistic standards to ourselves, right? 
We might go, okay, I really value being happy and experiencing joy. And then we set this parameter, like that's only okay. And anything else is not Mm -hmm. like, so if I feel sadness, if I feel angry, if I feel pissed off, it's bad, it's wrong. It's la, 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 la. And um, none of that's true. <laughs> like It's actually all part of the process. You get to feel all things and experience all things. Um, that's all part of the human experience. And being self-aware doesn't mean being positive and love and light and, oh, my God, I'm amazing and I'm perfect and I never have a bad thought and I never think, you know, bad about myself. It's just going, oh, no, I do those things and I don't make it mean anything and I keep moving forward. And I process my emotions, I look at my thoughts, I do the things that I need to change the way I'm speaking to myself and I keep moving forward. But I don't shame myself. It's too easy to fall when you do this by yourself. Very simple to fall into a shame spiral. Um, And that's why I suggest working with coaches because it's too quick. It's too easy to fall into a shame spiral of this like toxic positivity culture. Um, And the same with coaches when they're building their businesses. It is way too easy to fall into this toxic positivity culture of thinking, you know, oh, it's meant to happen immediately. I'm meant to feel different, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I'm meant to have all the clients. And, you know, I'm meant to be positive and I'm meant to be the perfect embodiment of these teachings and blah, 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 blah. And it's so overwhelming that you actually just can't keep going. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I hear you with all of that. And I I guess like one of the questions that I did have is when it comes to values, because I find this so interesting, when a lot of people look at their lives and talk about values. And one thing that I worked through at one point with somebody was actually breaking down the values into things that you're wanting to value and what are the things that you actually value at the moment. And a lot of those things that you valued at the moment were things that you were just doing day to day. Even if you didn't actually think that, you know, when you think about everything you value, it didn't pop up. Like for a random example, like smoking, if you were to smoke every day, but you're like, no, 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 I value my health. I don't value smoking, but it's something that you do every day. It's like, well, you kind of do value it. Do you find like when you break that that down, like what's your opinion on those type of values and the difference between those? So the, this, the thing that I get most of my clients to do is not to necessarily look at like, what are you valuing day to day? Because I, I think it can be helpful. It can also really put people into a spiral sometimes. Um, so what I tend to find is that I will ask somebody really clearly, okay, what, what is it that you do value? Okay, I might value community and connection. I might value health. I value uh, growth, right? And then, and then asking yourself, like, what are the things that I can let go of to align myself more with these values? So if you align with health and, you know, I really value that, I really value being healthy, but you are smoking, you're not really aligning to it, right? So mm-hmm. it's like, okay, what can I let go of? What things can I let go of in my life that are not aligning to this so that I can be more in integrity with the things that I value and I'm more congruent with what, who I say I am and who I'm trying to be, right? And then it's like, what can I add into my life so what can I add in? What can I let go of? What can I also add in that will help me align to my value, right? So if I say I value health, all right, I'm going to add in an extra walk a day because that's simple for me to manage each day. And it's something that's going to help me feel a lot healthier. So, you know, it's looking at, okay, where are things at right now that I can let go of and where are things at that I can add in so that we can start to really, you know, you're getting to know yourself, but you're actually aligning your actions and your thoughts and your behaviors with who it is that you're leaning into becoming more of. You're never mm. going to be perfect with it though. Like in terms of the valuing of that, you're never going to be perfect. You're never going to be the perfect embodiment of who you say you are, right? Like we're all walking contradictions in many different ways, <laughs> but we're just doing our best to align to it as much as we can. And I guess that goes with like 
actions speak louder than words. Oh, yeah. You might tell yourself one thing, but if you can show up and prove to yourself that you're capable of it, it adds a whole yeah. other ballpark. Yeah. And, you know, like having little spurts of time where you're really dedicated to something is beautiful. Mm. And um, as you develop and as you get more into this space, this is something that I suggest for a lot of people who are used to, like they've done values, right? Or they've done some work on their limiting beliefs or their thought patterns, right? But now they're at this point where they want to expand into the next level, right? So this mm-hmm. typically happens to a lot of people who they've worked with me before. They don't. They then go and become coaches. They want to. They want to open a coaching business, for example. Everything that you've done in the past, we now need to redo for this new goal, mm-hmm. right? Because you're adding into a different layer, and you expect that what got you to where you are today is going to get you to where you want to go. No, it won't. We've got to reevaluate it all, and your values will change depending on where you're at and what your goals are. It's part of it. I love that. Never like heard that perspective on it, but I think it's so true with every level that you go through in life. Like you have to come back to the root of it. Yeah, absolutely. Otherwise, like, cause there's new thoughts that come up and you don't even realize like that you're building self-awareness in a different area now. Right. And I've experienced this myself where I was, you know, building self-awareness in the coaching space. I've done it for my personal life, right. Where I built that self-awareness and I opened a coaching business had to build self-awareness around the thoughts, the things that I was telling myself around that. Then I was like, okay, I really want to focus on my health. I have to then again, go back to all these basic tools and build that level of self-awareness to be able to align my actions, my thoughts, my behaviors to who I was becoming. Right. So it's, it's really important to recognize that like this, this all applies in all different areas and you're never too far along to go back to the basics. Mm. And so if somebody was wanting to start off, would you, becoming more self-aware, would you say to pick an area of life yes. that they like career or health or something first and then work through that before moving on to another one? Well, I mean, when you do, when you work on one, it influences all, right? Yeah. It's like a ripple effect. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I would pick one to three because it can be a little bit overwhelming to do every area of your life. But you know, you know, you can look at you can look at every area of your life. I think that that's amazing. But like in terms of where you're going to really focus your energy, perhaps one to three, and then let the ripple effect of the work that you're doing in there filter across to all other areas. Mm. That's my suggestion because I want to overwhelm you. Right? It can be overwhelming yeah. when we first get into this space. Yeah, and as soon as we get overwhelmed, it's so much easier to take steps backwards rather than stick at it to move forwards. Oh, yeah, we just sabotage and then we believe the sabotage thoughts and then we go, oh, my God, why haven't I made any progress? Well, what do you, what do you expect? You're overloading yourself. <laughs> mm, absolutely. If we shift gears a little bit, self-comparison, yes. how does this impact our lives? And especially nowadays, and, like, I love social media. I think there's so many great things about it. But it also is so easy to hop on and instantly compare in any area of your life. Oh, yeah. So I think that people demonize comparing. Mm-hmm. Like, I need to not do that. That's something that's really bad for my health. If we really break it down, we've been doing this since like the dawn of time. <laughs> like, we have been doing, humans have used this as a beautiful way to measure how they're doing up against the rest of society to understand how they fit and where they rank in the pecking order. And I know that sounds horrible, but it's very true, right? And so we compare to make sure that we're we're either included in the groups that we want to be included in um, or we are unaligning ourselves to those groups and finding other places to be. So we've been doing this for a very, very long time. 
And when, you know, resources were scarce hundreds of years ago, we needed to be part and collaborative yeah. in a group. So we needed to fit in. So we had to compare to make sure we we're fitting in the right in, in with the right people, right? It's very natural. And so we expect, oh, now I don't have to worry about that. I can find my people halfway across the world. I can find my people across Australia. Like I don't have to worry about the people that are just around me. But we still have this innate desire to fit in and to compare and to rank ourselves wherever we think we sit. One, we're always negatively geared. We're always going to perceive ourselves as worse than where we're actually at. Um, we can be very delusional in our self-worth. I like to go the other way and be almost delusionally confident in many ways. <laughs> right? <laughs> so we can be really, really nasty, but like the, the act of comparison, the process of comparison, whilst is it, is it a leaky behavior? Is it going to help you get to where you want to go? No, not necessarily. It's so natural. And so mm -hmm. I just like firstly, straight off the bat, don't want to shit on anyone for doing it. Like mm -hmm. welcome to the club of people who compare and you're always yeah. going to be comparing yourself to someone who you think is further along in their journey compared to you. And someone else is always going to be comparing themselves to you because they think you are further along in the journey than what they are, right? It's very, very natural. So firstly, let's not demonize ourselves for doing it but let's just use whatever we're seeing as the permission slip for where we could potentially get to go and also measure what is actually measurable, right? So like we can compare, like if you want to compare, great, compare, but compare with like a logical mind. For example, I have, I have clients who are in the business space, right? And they might compare, you know, they might be the first year in, they're comparing themselves to people who are five years down the road. It's a really unfair comparison, it's not fair at all, right? It's actually being a bit of an asshole to yourself, right? Not fair. Yeah. And, you know, the same thing goes for other different areas in your life. So it's actually give yourself, all right, uh, can I really actually logically compare? If not, which 100, nearly nine times out of 10, you can't really logically compare. Then what can I compare from where I was to where I am? And how can I use myself as the barometer moving forward? So it's not demonizing yourself. Okay, I'm seeing what gets to be possible out there. But also, is this helping me? Probably not. Let's let's remove ourselves and let's like essentially step away from it. So it shows up in different ways for different people, especially when it comes to like body and those sorts of things. You literally will not have a good perspective on how someone looks, how they feel about themselves, the stories that they have about themselves. You can't, you literally can't compare. It's like completely physically fucking impossible. And you can want something and we always want what we don't have, right? So like there are going to be things that people love about us that we're like, oh, I hate that, right? We're always going to be mm -hmm. doing that. And it's not about making it wrong. It's just realizing that you can't compare two completely different people with completely different bodies, with completely different lifestyles, with completely different stresses, with completely different experiences to one another because that's, it's, you know, it's not fair. It's completely unfair. Mm. Unfair to yourself. Yeah. And I guess like it is, it's so easy to fall into the trap of comparing and then spiraling. So I guess if you're, you know, you come into it self-aware that, oh, okay, what I'm doing right now is comparing. And then you almost like go into it thinking a little bit more logically. Okay. Well, that's okay that I'm doing it, but let's actually. It's not helping. It. Yeah. 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 It's just. I'm allowed to do this. Like I'm, I'm allowed to, cause it's not wrong because it's ingrained in me. Yeah. Half the problem is that when somebody does find themselves comparing and going into a spiral, they then think that they should know better and they shit all over themselves for doing it. Mm -hmm. 
right? They go, I'm so bad. I'm so wrong. I knew what I was doing and I fucking did it. It's making it so much worse, so much worse spiraling from that place because now it's about it's you spiraling and being angry at yourself for not being aware enough. Again, I'm not enough coming up when in reality it's like this is what happened. I compared myself. I can see logically now that this is not fair. I've got to work on the relationship I have to myself and how I view myself as a human being and look at the worth. And if I don't think that I'm good enough, I have to actually work on that. And I have to spend some time on that, not just in a let's go to the gym and work on it that way, right? Or like let's cut calories and work on it that way. Work on how I view myself as a human being. I have to go and do that work. Right. Mm -hmm. And then realize and recognize that it's okay that I did this thing that is innately human. And again, I just don't want anyone to shame themselves for doing something that is so human. It's okay that I did this. And now how can I help myself? How can I strengthen the relationship that I have to myself? And what can I do to really change the way that I'm viewing myself? And if you are constantly on social media and you're comparing yourself to people and you are always feeling like shit every time you go onto it, you got to unfollow people. You've got to do the cull. You've got to protect your energy because, you know, there are going to be little triggers that will set you off and you've got to be mindful of them so you can start to build that relationship to yourself too. Mm. And I think one thing that you said, which I think is so important to highlight, and it's definitely one thing that I see so much in the nutrition industry is people go into a journey wanting to you know clean up their diet or fix or focus on a diet or go on a restrictive diet or over exercise or something like that to try and make themselves feel better and i think it's so important to highlight that pretty much everything you've just said is it's also so important to do the mindset work like oh 100 doesn't matter you know you could do a hundred different diets and challenges and you're still going to feel the exact same way about yourself yeah, absolutely. Because like, you know, and I, I had that experience, you know, as a teenager where, you know, in the early 20s where you you really do, you're looking at everybody else and, you know, the way that you view yourself is so nasty, right? And it's because you don't, and, and you know, typically a lot of times this happens because we're actually not valuing our worth in any other place other than our body and how we look. And like, we're, that's, literally not even part of it like it's mm. not even part of what we give to the world and you know if we get to I really hope god I hope that one day long into the future when I pass away that no one's gonna remember she was so beautiful and pretty god I hope it's not that right I hope that how they remember me is how I made them feel and the impact that I left on their lives and I was better you know for being in their lives you know they felt better about themselves from for, from us interacting I hope it's not oh she was just so pretty like fuck my life if that's the case right and not to say that that's a problem but just like I want to be more than that right yeah um, because I see value in humans and who they be and how they present themselves to the world and how and how they influence you mm. so I think that it's you know we, we have so much more value and if we're only placing value on how we're looking that that that's a problem we have to shift the value into who we are as human beings and if we don't focus on it we won't see it we are negatively geared we are always going to be looking for flaws humans are problem solvers we look for flaws even where there are none so we have to go and look for these things we have to look about look for what makes us great look for what makes us worthy and fantastic and great human beings right because if we don't go looking for it we're never going to find it which is why we build that self-awareness mm. I love all of this. It's, it's so interesting when you actually like unpack it and like you can like be become so much more than what you think, like you're capable yes. of so much more. And 
and you actually have so much self-worth that you can develop you can tap into so much and and yeah. really shift where you place your value yeah i used to value only how i looked it was a horrible experience i never valued anything about my personality or how i made people feel and you know like back in those early days and even when my body changed and it was a lot thinner or was bigger like i just you just always think you're so much bigger than what you are and that's half of society's you know pressure and it's not really necessarily any of our faults right like every single woman can explain you know about their experience with this men too in lots of different ways um and so i think that it's it's just taking the value away from that and looking after and looking looking after our bodies and still wanting to be healthy and doing all those things because they're so important and that will influence how you feel about yourself too you know, all of those things are vastly important. And if you are taking care of your body, you're going to feel better about yourself. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And so talking about, you know, like the self-worth and how we feel about ourselves, self-confidence, because this is one that I hear so often. I almost feel like we live in a world where it's like, I'll be happy when. I'll be yes. self-confident once I've lost weight. I'll be self-confident once I, you know, do this exercise program or something like that. But it's a skill. We could learn yes. it just as we are right now. Yeah, Absolutely. So self-confidence, you can't, you can't be confident without self-awareness. So if you're not aware of who you are, what's important to you, the amazing, the traits that you have, if you don't know about any of that, no shit, you don't feel confident. You literally don't know yourself. (laughs) That's why we're talking about the self-awareness and building this because you won't, and you know, people go, oh, you know, that happens with age. Or it could just happen now because you choose for it to happen now, right? Like it could happen at any time. You can build up this self-awareness and this confidence at any time. And so, you know, it's confidence is, yeah, it's a muscle that we continue to grow and we continue to build upon. And if we are not actively focusing on things that are great about ourselves, we're not actively working on the way that we speak to ourselves. And you can do this so easily, right? Like I have programs where it's just, it's broken down into a way where it doesn't add much into your life, right? Because sometimes a lot of this work can be like, spend hours journaling on shadows and hours, and I'm like, all right, it, it has its place, right? But I work with a lot of busy people who don't have time for that. So our ways of doing this that don't take you fucking 45 years to be able to shift the way that you speak to yourself. And, you know, it can be an active, beautiful process that you continue to work on for the rest of your life. Um, and just know that like when you go into a new goal, like for example, you build this self-awareness up until this point, and then you're wanting a really big goal. that feels very much out of reach and like a big stretch for you. Your confidence is going to take a hit. It's like, it's like a different group of muscles you haven't worked yet. Right? Mm. You're going to feel sore when you start working them and you're going to have to work it up and build it up and build it up. That's normal when you venture into a new goal or into a new area of your life. So common. It doesn't mean that you're bad or you're wrong or your confidence is, you know, shot to shit. It's just we're working on it in a different area. Mm-hmm. I just like, I think as well when it comes to self-confidence, it's something that we can almost lose so easily. And I hear a lot of the questions around like, oh, but I used to be confident in this area. And a lot of the time, and I know like talking about, I guess, COVID or lockdown has impacted a lot of people in that regard of things that they used to do that then they didn't do for such a long period of time and now going back to doing it. And this doesn't even have to come from COVID. It could come from any area in your life where you used to do something. You're like, yeah, I used to be confident in that, but then I stopped and now I've almost lost that. 
Do you find that that's common in in areas of people's lives where they feel like they did have it and now they don't and they struggle yep. to build it back up? Yep. And that can happen. Look, that can also just happen from like really tough traumatic experiences that you go through in your life, right? Like that doesn't even, the interesting thing about that is like, okay, we, we can like over, we can overthink it a little bit of like, why has this happened? Why am I not confident anymore? And there can just be a million factors and a million reasons as to why that's happened, you know? And so, and so working up and going slow with yourself to boost that confidence is, is the key. And, you know, I can liken this to a million different places in, in my own life where, you know, recently over the last year, I've, I've dealt with a lot of health stuff. I had a miscarriage. I was on fertility journey, trying to eat really healthy exercise all the time, like doing all those sorts of things. And, and, you know, my confidence in my health took a hit, took a major hit, especially when you have this big thing happen, you're so excited about it. And then, you know, it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. And so, and for me, if I'm in a place and I know this, cause I have this level of self-awareness. If I then shame and shun myself and go, why am I not confident? There's a big event that just happened. You know, it can happen for people where they go through a breakup and their health confidence deteriorates, where they have a really stressful job and they and they forget to look after themselves for a month. And then, oh my gosh, my confidence has deteriorated. A million reasons why or something big like what's happened to me can, you know, can happen as well or a breakup or a death in the family. It doesn't matter about why. It's just going, okay, I'm working with where I'm at right now. What can I do to help myself? Not why am I not where I was? It makes sense. Things happen. Life happens. Our confidence changes. Things in our body change. It's okay. But how can I support myself to get to a beautiful place of confidence again? It's a muscle that we we can lose, but we can always build back up again. So it's never lost fully, right? It's never lost fully. It can always be built back up again. And people are not born with this. There's not like a group of people who are born with it and a group of people who weren't born with it, right? Is there an influence on our childhoods and the way that people speak to us and our, you know, basically we're little sponges when we're children. Like, is there an influence on that? Absolutely. But does that mean that you're never going to be destined for confidence in your life? No, I just don't believe that. You know, I still think that you can lean into it and you can work on it. Does it mean that it might take a little bit longer? Yeah, <laughs> but that's okay, right? It's, it's the same way that you can have a massive life event happen and you can feel like you've lost it and then work your way back up again. There's always, you can always make a change. You can start from any day. And I've really been the embodiment of that over this last year, five years of feeling very confident, very, very good. And then have, you know, feeling like the rug, rug's been pulled out in a, in a lot of ways and having to work that back up again. But it's been a beautiful journey. <laughs> it really shows me that the tools really work. <laughs> That's so true. And I guess you're right when you say like it all comes back to the self-awareness. You have to be self-aware enough to then be able to, I guess, like pick yourself almost back up and be like, okay, I can actually push forwards. Yeah. And, and you know, that self-awareness doesn't just have to be like, oh, I need, I should be blah, blah, blah. If there's any of those thoughts, get support, like get support. I don't care what area, if it's nutrition, right. Get support, get support, right. If it's in the space of, you know, the mindset stuff, come and get support with me. Or if it's in the, you know, health for you or, you know, mindset with you or business with me, like get support, get yourself held. And there you'll notice that you'll find yourself growing a lot more because you feel safe. 
and you feel mm. content and you feel like you've got someone there that can actually support you and hold you. And it's a very different experience working with a coach in a space versus working with, or, you know, just talking to your family and your friends. It's a very different experience actually working with somebody who's there to support you with this journey and there to really guide you on it. And I guess also understands. Yes, gets it, fully gets it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that might not be a coach, right? Like that might be yeah. someone else, that might be a psych, that might be a counselor. They all do incredible work as well, but it's just finding the, the area that it works best for you in. Right. Mm-hmm. So for me, like psychologists never, never really hit. Um, I've only ever really worked with one that was amazing after the a million that I have tried. Um, but coaches, my God, has been the best thing ever for me, which is why I am a coach, right? Why I didn't go down the psychology path, why I went down the coaching path. So, you know, it's whatever works for you is what's going to work for you. And you got to find and, that thing. Yeah. Everyone is so individualized, like their lifestyle, who they are. So I love that. Yeah. You have to find what's going to work for you individually. Yes, yes, absolutely. When it comes to limiting beliefs, how do these even come about and then how do you actually start to let go of them? Because they can have quite an impact on your life and achieving your goals as well. Yeah, so there's a lot of different theories about this. I've done so much Mm -hmm. research on it that, like, in terms of research, I mean reading a lot of research um, and reading a lot of different theories, spiritual theories, Mm -hmm. then, you know, psychology theories. There's lots of different um, schools of thought so we put it right (laughs) and so you know the way that I've kind of wrapped my mind around it over the last five years is that a limiting belief is essentially just a thought that continues to run over and over and over again until it becomes part of how we view ourselves and becomes part of our identity and then we view the world through that lens right so you know you've got glasses we've got to look at us wearing a pair of glasses and a limiting belief might be I'm not good enough or I'm not worthy or I can't have X, Y, Z. And we have all these lenses that we view, we put onto these glasses that influences how we see the world. It also influences how we interact with the world, how we interact with others, our willingness to go and take the action to get to the goal that we want. Right. And most people hold core wounds and they're like, I'm not good enough. I'm too much. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not worthy. There's like, a, there's a few, right? So that we can have these core wounds and how they get to show up in our world. But the thing um, around this that I really come back to is that if these beliefs are coming through and they feel like truths, just because they feel true doesn't mean that they are true, right? And we can kind of figure out, is this a truth and an actual truth for the world? If I would say that it has to be true for my best mate, Right. So if I'm like, okay, I'm looking at myself in the mirror and I'm like, I'm fucking ugly and I'm just disgusting. Right. If I was looking at my best friend, would I actually say to my best friend, yeah, you know what? That's absolutely true about that person. Like, that's 100% a truth for most people. If that's the case, like, fine, fantastic. Maybe it's not a limiting belief. Right. But if it is not the truth, which I gather it probably won't be, then, you know, it's a thought and it's a story that keeps continuing to come up and we've got to unravel it. And choose better thoughts. You know, there's lots of different ways to work on your limiting beliefs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm trained in like hypnosis. We can work on hypnosis to, to be able to clear and shift that. But there's also really beautiful ways of just choosing something that feels slightly better. So, you know, instead of um, it going like, oh, my body's not good enough, it's ugly, it's going, my body serves me so well, allows me to live my life. 
right? That feels better. That feels better to say. <laughs> so much better. So and I guess better. for a lot of people, like it could have been years upon years upon years that they've been telling themselves this specific way of thinking or believing. In yeah. And oftentimes like we inherit these things. So, you know, they come through, you know, with our environment, right? We, we, we live around people who maybe look at themselves badly or have had bad experiences with business or with money. And we go, oh, why do I feel this way about myself? And it's like, well, sometimes, you know, we are, we can be a product of our environment. And that's not to shame on our parents. It's not to shame on family. It's not to shame on our environments. It's just going, okay, but do I still want to view the world in this lens? right? It's not about like, oh, well, they're so bad. I can't believe that they embedded all this stuff on me. Because if we look at it through that lens, and if we, if we say that, then, you know, we're going to be terrified to become parents because we'll be so scared we'll mess our kids up, right? It's just going, okay, it, because this has been my experience as I was younger. Um, and this is what, where I think I've probably picked up on this thought and this process and these limiting beliefs is it something that I just want to be part of my existence, right? Do I want to view myself in this way? No. Okay, great. I forgive where it came from, but I'm also wanting and willing to choose differently and to choose better. You know, and you can say forgiveness part is so it's tough. Yeah. But, but like also easily overlooked as well, because I think as humans, it's so easy for us to pass blame very quickly. Yeah. And it's just like, look, if it wasn't that you pick up something else, like there's always something. Right. And I think that that's the thing. And look, that's not to excuse any kind of really horrible behavior. It's not to excuse abuse, verbal abuse, physical abuse, child abuse at all. Right. It's not to excuse any, any of that. Right. I'm talking about, I'm not, I'm not talking about that. That's a different yeah. topic. Right. But um, we just, we just, we can't control that it's there. We can't control the fact that we have limiting beliefs. We can't control, and everyone does, right? And it's only limiting when it's stopping you from going where you want to go, right? It's only really, it's just a belief otherwise, right? It's it's just a belief. We only create the labels of limiting or expanding based off of if it's helping us go to where we want to go or if it's stopping us and it's sabotaging us. So, you know, it's, we just don't want to assert blame because it's actually just not really helping right? Usually it just makes us feel worse. Um, so unless, you know, there are some other abuse pieces going on and playing out, then obviously it's a completely different story and not really something that I manage, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm a firm believer in, we can't control that it's here, but if we want to go somewhere else, if we want to achieve different goals, if we want to be a different version of ourselves or embody different frequency and different energy, then we do have to look at these things and do what we can to move forward with a different lens. And yeah. slightly change, slight changes, they make the biggest difference. Yeah, baby steps always. And it's something definitely that I work very closely with with a lot of my clients is generational when it comes to things like diet culture. You know, if they've grown up with a parent who's always been dieting or always, you know, was on low carb or whatever it is, or always commented about what they were eating or someone else was eating on their body or someone else's body, like that's what you know, like deep down. And I just love how you're like, yeah, you it's there. You can't control that it's there, that it happened. They were only doing, you know, their best, what they knew at the time, but you have full control over changing the pathway forwards, which yeah. is pretty cool because you have the power over that. Yeah. And like, they were also products of their environment. Yeah. And trying to do better, right? Like, 
we as a society especially when it comes to like women and their relationships with their body and you know we can never get it fully right and it can be a tough conversation like this conversation around women and their bodies it's such a mm. triggering there's so much there's so much nuance there's so much depth to it and uh and I think that it's um you know it's just I've just noticed that most women have a problem with this like even if they're even if they're like coaches and they're wanting to put themselves out there most women will have a problem with how they look on camera, right? And like, and th- these things just, they're so ingrained in us. And I just don't, I don't want to make that a problem. Again, it's its all about not shaming where we've been or where we're at. It's just about moving forward. So recognizing that shame is going to keep you separate. It also lurks in the shadows. So it lurks in the places that we don't want to admit. And the more that we let those thoughts and those experiences and that voice out, the, the more that it brings the weight off the shoulders. Because yeah, I've had I've dealt with the issues around my relationship with my body in my whole life. Everyone has, and it's and it's interesting how it shows up differently. Like nowadays, it shows up more around its function, not how it looks. <laughs> so it's yeah. like it, there's new layers, right? And it's just we just don't have to make that mean anything about ourselves. And having self awareness, you know that the healing journey never ends, and the self awareness journey never ends. But life gets to get better and better and better. So the healing never ends, but life gets better. I think that's so cool. And I just think it's it's so interesting how when you look at it almost like an umbrella, it's like self-awareness is at the top and then everything else stems down from underneath it and the yeah. impact and the changes that you can make on your life a day and night. Yeah, it's huge. It It is huge. And I think that, you know, for a lot of people, they get really like put off this idea of doing this work and like yeah, they get sure. really nervous around kind of like delving in oh my god what am I going to find right that's usually the thing of like fuck what am I going to find and I don't want to know like I prefer not to be aware and yeah initially like when you have that it can be almost like an awakening right it can be like a huge awakening and then people flip of one of two ways where they take either no responsibility and they don't look at their awareness at all or they take way too much responsibility and they take responsibility for everything in their lives and as a result, they just fall into shame spirals. And we want to mm. get into like a beautiful middle ground where there's like an equilibrium of like, okay, I take responsibility for where I'm going and what I can do for the future, but I don't take responsibility for things that happened in the past that I can't control and that happened to me, right? And we have to be aware of that as well because in the spiritual world, I'm, I'm a part of the spiritual community in many ways. And there can be a little bit of a, yeah, you manifested, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, come on, man. We can't control that shit. So all we can control is where we are now and where we're going to go in the future. Mm-hmm. Happy middle ground. I love that. Yeah, yeah. Makes it, brings the pressure off. <laughs> for sure, which is important. Yeah, absolutely. Now I have some quick fire questions for you. Amazing. You ready? Yep. What is one thing that you must do every morning to set your day up? Uh, practice deep breathing. Sometimes that looks like breath work, but I'm always looking to regulate my nervous system because when I haven't regulated, this is a whole other topic. I know this is meant to be a rapid fire question. How well am I answering rapid fire questions? Um, But when you have a regulated nervous system, you can hold more, you can hold yourself more, therefore you can hold others more. Uh, You can hold more success and you can take the action steps required moving forward without a lot of the mental clutter. So that's really important for me and it's a big thing. Um, And then like Monday to Friday, I need to exercise. I have to every day. And that can look like just walking or going to Pilates or something, but I have to. 
because otherwise I go a bit stir crazy with my marbles. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because your job is mostly sedentary, sitting down on it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I yeah, I find that um, I just I also I'm into human design. For people might not know what this is, you might know what it is. Do you know human design? Have you heard of it? Is it like the test that you can do to work out which design you are? Yes. 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 So yeah, I, I'm a I'm a manifesting generator. So I can mm. have like endless energy and I can tap into endless energy, but that also means that sometimes when it gets to the end of the day, I still have energy. Right. And I'm still like buzzing with all these ideas and it makes it harder to fall asleep. So <laughs> I like to make sure that I regulate my nervous system in the morning and then I also try and exercise, try and move so that in the evening I can chill. Otherwise, yeah. I can get a bit too like headstrong with the vision. <laughs> And then no sleep is happening. Yeah, basically, pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) What is one thing everyone can do every day to improve their life? Mm, Breathwork or meditation. Yeah. So that's like it's there's so much research behind it now. Breathwork, not as much, right? But there is there's more, there's way more evidence that's coming through. But meditation, it is proven to help you lower your anxiety levels and help with depression, with any kind of mental illness, help with mental clarity. It it's it's incredible the benefits just on a scientific level, which I'm sure you know all about. Um, so and you know, when you do it as well, just mindful when you're doing it, it's not going to be this blissful experience if you've never done it before. The same way is if you go to the gym the first couple of times, and you're like, fuck, my muscles are sore. I can barely do any of this. Great. Fantastic. Keep at it. Give it a couple of weeks. Even if you give it six weeks, you'll find that you'll notice a difference in your mood. Great. And there's becoming more and more like apps and little, I guess, like almost challenges and things. Yeah. That start you really slowly and like gradually build up your ability to like sit still for longer periods of time yeah yeah one I would suggest is like especially if you want to look at breath work not just meditation insight timer okay you can look up you can look up breath works on there it's usually what I suggest to my clients for breath work because breath work kind of you bypass the mind you drop straight into the body you're focusing on your breath really specifically it's not just like a deep breathing it's it's way different which means that you most most people who hate meditation love breath work <laughs> Interesting. okay well that's yeah. good to know yeah it's handy <laughs> mm. what is your favorite quote and why what is my favorite quote I remember seeing this on your form and I'm like god I can't even I couldn't think of one because at the moment it's it gets to keep getting better and better yeah, and it's that deciding, deciding it gets to be better and better. But it's just something I'd say to myself. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's still so powerful because you're right. Like, and only you have control over whether you keep progressing forwards and taking the necessary steps and action to make it yeah. better each Absolutely. and every day. Yeah, yeah so, but I always usually choose the quotes based off of, you know, wherever I've been or whatever I've been doing, or if there's any ever any limiting belief that I've been uncovering or whatever it might be, you know, I will choose the quote that I'm sticking with that kind of is either the opposite of that or a slightly better feeling one. So mm-hmm. I usually like reflect on where I'm at at that point in time. So it has like a whole lot of meaning and like so much fits home. Yeah. yeah. Always, always, which it should. I think it should. Absolutely. Well, there's no point saying the quote if, like, you know, it just kind of goes in one ear and out the other. Absolutely. It has to have meaning. Yeah. 
Now, one question that I do love to ask all of my podcast guests is in the distant future when you are looking back at your life, what do you think will be your biggest achievement or one thing that you'll be most proud of? And this could be something that you've already done or it could also be something that you're hoping to do in the future. Hmm. Well, I'm honestly proud that I've helped so many women wake up to their own worth. Yeah. You know, and how wherever that area looks, that can be, you know, in their bodies, that can be with this, how they view themselves in life, that can be with their careers and their progression forward, that can be with their relationship with money, with their business. I'm really proud. Right now, I'm proud of all that I've done and I think I'll be continuing to be proud of that. So, yeah, I've worked with a lot of people. I'm very proud of it. Absolutely, because this is it. Like this is the one life that you've got. So the fact that you're allowing so many women to just take back that full control and have the power to be like, you know what, I am fucking awesome. I'm going to go achieve whatever goals I have. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Well, tell the audience, do you have anything exciting coming up that you're wanting to share with them and where can they find you? So it depends when this is coming out. So I just wanted to ask when this is coming out as well so I can tell based off of where I'm at. Okay, it should be three weeks. Okay. Halfway through November. Awesome, awesome. Um, So right now, in terms of where to work with me, right now I have a group program. It's called Me, My Mastery. And this has, by the time that this comes out, we would have already started, but there may be a couple of spaces left. And this is essentially a program that is all about mastering your mean mind so that you stop sabotaging, you start going after your goals and you view yourself in an entirely different light. So really powerful program, uh, Mm -hmm. six weeks long, and this is the second time I'm running it and it's just an absolute powerhouse of a program. So definitely. Sounds like it. Yeah, <laughs> it's really cool. And it's all the lessons and the things that I have learned um, to condense into things, in, into processes and tools that you can utilize for the rest of your life. But also in a way that it's actually applicable. You don't have to spend five fucking hours journaling, right? It's like applicable into your everyday life to change the way that you're viewing yourself and to change the way that you see the world. So really powerful um, in terms of, especially those of you who are wanting to be coaches and open up your coaching businesses, there's so many offerings that you can see on my page at the moment. So make sure that you definitely check that out. Um, and yeah, make sure that you follow me on Instagram, Laura Grady with two Y's. And I do have my own podcast called Manifestation Vibes as well. So make sure to check that out. There's so much. If you follow me on Instagram, you'll see all the things. <laughs> and I'll put all of like the important like links to everything in the show notes for easy access for them as well. Incredible. Thank you so much. <laughs> no, but thank you for coming on and sharing so much insightful knowledge with us all. It's been absolutely incredible. Thank you. It's been an honor being on and connecting. As always, thank you so much for listening to this episode of my Naked Wellness podcast. I got so out of, so much out of this episode. I hope you did as well. If you have any questions or any topics that you would love to hear on the Naked Wellness podcast, then please send me a DM. My Instagram is kjwellness with three S's, or even if you would just love to connect, head over there. But I hope you enjoy the rest of the day or the night, wherever you are, and I'll speak to you in the next episode very soon. Bye.